Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. just opening my docs sorry i can't mem- i haven't memorized this even though it's been two years and i've been saying the same thing welcome to ambridge on the couch an in-depth look at the archers with me harriet carmichael jeff thomas lucy v freeman and matt rodriguez Payne, and cooper clittering in the background <laughs> now before we make a start on your emails let's have a recap on what happened this week in ambridge this week in the Archers was sponsored by Clichés Are Us and was brought to you by a series of lectures from the sociology department of your local university that used to be a polytechnic. Dear God. We began the week at the stables where Mia, who I thought had only started work there in an effort to free all the horses from slavery, suddenly became team stable and wanted to join everyone in Ambridge sneezing too to, and wanted once with a and wanted to stop everyone in Ambridge sneezing too loudly after 5pm in case it made the horses jump. Fireworks get on my wick too, although all my pets are blithely unconcerned by them, but that's because they seem to start around mid-October and continue until January. Restricting them to 5th of November, or thereabouts, is ideal, I think, although obviously we have Diwali, and where I used to live, people apparently desperately needing fireworks to celebrate birthdays, football wins, and bin day. The mystifying bit about the sudden horror of firework night for the stables was that fireworks night has been celebrated every single year since the beginning of time on the green. Shuna never complained. What was she doing? Buying the horses noise cancelling headphones or more likely telling them to buck up and play the game. Mia's idea of helping was to bunk school and shove a banger up Hilary Noakes' jumper, which did nobody any good. And as it took place outside the shop must have given Susan PTSD, thinking her erstwhile daughter-in-law was back with another brick. There was a very weird scene with uh, Lillian, Mia and Alice in which they all repeated the same things to each other about the horses. Halfway through it, Jeff suddenly looked anguished and said, my God, you don't think that someone else is going to turn up and they're going to go through it all again, do you? Fortunately (laughs) and mystifyingly, Lillian suddenly shouted, game, set and match, and the scene ended. (laughs) Ardil and Oliver had such had an exchange that was simply a series of cliches repeated earnestly to each other to such a ludicrous extent that I was beginning to think it was a competition. Count them! I got to about 14 and then gave up. Apparently, Ardil seems to think he can rescue the situation, although I'm not quite sure what it is he is rescuing. They're going to reinstate the black tie event? Gay Grables will still open with brown water running out the taps and all the chefs upside down and facing the wrong direction? I hope Pip hasn't sent that suit back yet. Talking of Pip... Adam and Ian discussed why Ian was reluctant to hold Adam's hand in public. He made up a palatable story about reliving the homophobia of his youth, but in actual fact, it was because he's told the village he's Adam's carer. Helen, Lee, Adam and Ian all went bowling, which was awful enough, but even one... But, oh, God, sorry. Helen, Lee, Adam and Ian all went bowling, which was awful enough, but even more awful for Helen, who had already been out on Wednesday and she wasn't expecting to go out again, apparently. (laughs) She shouted at Lee for showing off when he was just overtired and overexcited and it was past his bedtime. It was all rather embarrassing to listen to and when she did finally tell him the charade was over, it was all very upsetting and Helen seems to have done her usual thing of making a snap decision full of conviction, acted impulsively and then begun regretting it approximately 34 seconds later. When they said goodbye... I was hoping for a final, what have I done, after the door closed, but I was denied that. I was, however, granted the opportunity to marvel at the fact that she still managed to get free childcare from someone, even after <laughs> she'd literally just dumped them. <laughs> what were you planning to do on Sunday, Lee? If I was Lee, I'd have said Coke hookers and a Chinese takeaway. Thanks. <laughs> See ya. The end. <laughs> oh, that's what I, I thought he was going to say. Well, actually, I've uh, signed up to... Yeah. Um, insert latest dating I've got, app. Yeah, I've got <laughs> Tinder uh, dates and Grindr dates on the Yes. Girl. 
I was disappointed. Lucy, it doesn't sound chaotic, your end at all. Oh, God. It's... <laughs> Hang on, I'm just going to have to go and sort the dog out. Hang on one sec, he's driving me While well, you do that, I'll explain mental. that you have just moved yeah. house in the last two days. Oh, actually, and yeah. and, and you're, you're incredibly, you're still up and running on 5G, so there might be a couple of tiny dropouts. And while Jeff and Lucy have a row, I'll just carry on <laughs> ambiently chatting about Wales. Apparently there's a beautiful view of the weather. <laughs> It is mostly grey and a little bit of sun. Um, and also, I'm not in my natural habitat. I'm oh, where in somebody are you? else's cupboard today. Oh, my oh. dad's cupboard. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else yeah, in there with you really or just nice. you? <laughs> Lee is here. <laughs> I told him to come down. Yeah. <laughs> he's staying till Sunday, then he's got to rush back to pick up the boys. <laughs> I cut, she's a cheeky mare. I can't believe she oh, did that. Oh, she's a cheeky. I was, yeah, me too. I just thought she should have said, no, because she's like, suddenly she's sort of going, I actually can't believe this. This is the best case scenario. Yeah, I don't, I get, I don't have I... to have sex with him. And he still looks after the children. <laughs> and also he takes them away for the whole day. So I don't oh. have to be there. Oh. Yeah, she is really lucked out. I thought Lee is the best thing since sliced bread. And she is a fool yeah. to send that man away. Because she he is. is, when he did that thing, when he went, do you know what, Henry? It's nobody's fault. It's. Mm. I just thought you are too good to be true. Yeah. Well, you yeah. are not true because yeah. you're yeah. a character. But yeah. if I was Helen, that would have broken my heart, and I would have said, "I've made a terrible mistake." You, because yeah. I'm sorry, but you don't get lovely. No. There aren't that many no. good boys like that. No. So, the, and then, you, and I then would have been. And then she she sort of said, uh, even she said, "You don't. You didn't need to do that." And he just did it yeah. because it was the right thing to do. But because you know, I, I thought when she said, oh, you didn't need to do that, I thought he was going to say, well, I didn't do it for you. I did it for the boys. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't even say I that. I did it for you, Ellen. And then he just said, I still, I still really like you. And she was like, I know. <laughs> I really like me too. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, so <laughs> Sunday I'll text you, yeah? <laughs> How about um, every Wednesday afternoon, take them swimming? Uh, and if you could not be back before 6pm, because yeah. um, just make sure Tuesday, if you're back before 6pm. Tuesday, obviously, it's bake-off, so if you could do bath and bed, that'd be lovely. Just Ooh. drive around the block if you're early, okay? <laughs> or go to my mum and dad's and they'll cook you something, okay? But just don't, I, we'll just, we, don't cross the <laughs> threshold of my house, please. What happens with the house? Because did they buy it together? I can't now remember. Aren't they renting it from... Did they buy oh, it? Oh, okay. No, it's Krusty's oh, house, isn't it? Yeah, but... And they're renting what? it. But then how's she going to afford to rent it on her own? God she knows. can't afford to rent but that on her own. But it's the Magic Bridge can... Farm money tree, yeah. isn't it? Sometimes, we're little... breast... Sometimes we pretend to be subsistence farmers and other times we pretend... We'd, we'd, we'd start talking about posh do's and we have... Whenever anyone has a passing thought, we invest a quarter of a million pounds in it. Straight away. But I think... Don't you think... This must have been quite a, um, a rushed <clears throat> storyline because obviously uh, Ryan, who plays Lee, mm. has is in Corrie. So he must have a really busy schedule and maybe... Mm. I mean, I'm hoping he's not written out completely. I'm hoping we'll still hear him occasionally. I think we won't. I think we'll just hear noises Okay, off. Lee's got the boys but, this weekend, so I'm yeah. free as a bird. Because it did feel a v very rushed it and did, very convenient yes. for Helen. Yes. Because there's no... doesn't convenient seem... for Helen. I mean, I, we were parents, driving down. I'm... It might have been because I was slightly hysterical because I had the cat, the dog, and the tortoise in the car with me. But we were driving yeah. down the. Who motorway. was driving the tortoise? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um. Sorry, my oh god. Uh, and I said to Jeff, "She's going to get back with Rob." <gasps> well, actually, she's, there is. She's going to have. She's going to have. Uh, she's going to have to move in with her or something. No. But there is Lucy because I looked ahead mm. for you know as far as you can look ahead. <gasps> yes, and there is something in the notes that made me go, "Oh, it's something like Helen makes a, ra a surprise decision or something," Christ. and it made me think. Well, all I, of she's... Helen's decisions are surprise decisions. Yeah. None of them are Rash. thought through. Yeah, Helen unexpectedly it, I... does something very fast <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> Makes a snap decision oh, and immediately God. doesn't regret it. Mm. Uh, no, it, I thought, okay, so the boys are definitely going to see Rob before he dies. Mm. I thought that was probably yeah. the decision she was going to make. But, I, but uh, yes, 
there there will there will be Robin Helen scenes I definitely mm. she's not gonna like have one last he he can't oh no 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 Ooh. no I don't mean that but she's gonna forgive him there's gonna be some sort when of say come and die here with the boys yeah, yeah. Oh, so with those poor boys I'm, I just can't believe poor Henry is so nice to his mum I know when he went yay I'll go and tell Jack and I'll yeah. just thought, no punch her yeah she's ruined your life <laughs> And I know it's not really her fault. No, but don't carry the sandwich up that you can't be asked to, to that she can't be asked to stand exactly. up the stairs. Exactly, she's yeah. such. Why can't she go and give her yeah. own son his sandwich, yeah. or encourage her own son to come Henry. and eat a sandwich at the table? Henry, uh, I'm really busy helping Lee pack. Well, actually, I'm not really. I'm reading my book, but um, yeah. can you take the sandwich up? <laughs> but um, oh my god, I did. Oh, last night or the night before, I can't remember. I had a sex dream about Helen and. Alistair. No. Yes. Helen and Alistair? Yeah. Because you, you, yeah. su- you suggested and Rob Williams they will get together. messaged us about it and said, I know Alistair has gambling problems, but surely he wouldn't risk a punt on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Brilliant. But it made sense in my dream because Alistair in my dream had very big forearms. Oh, I see. And okay. she was sort of like flirting on the sofa. And going, right. <laughs> and then he went, oh, Helen. And she went, oh, Alistair. And then they were snogging and then it finished, unfortunately. Uh, that's not but, a sex um, dream. That's a snog dream. I know, but the, my sex dreams, I don't think they go full. full okay. Into, full, are, they like, the are they like pre-watershed sex dreams? <laughs> yes, exactly. Much more romantic like that. The sex it's is always dot, dot, dot sex isn't it? dreams. <laughs> yes. And the orchestra music just... swells in the background and there's a shot of a waterfall and a train going through a station, a train going through a tunnel and then it's... And then it blurred out, exactly. <laughs> but I thought... But in the dream it made total sense because Alistair is, sort of has that maturity and mm. um, yep. alpha-ness that I think yep. she is slightly craving. Yeah. Perhaps. Yes, I I was thinking it's either, I'm really sorry to say this because everyone's going to go nuts. It's either Alistair or Oliver. Oliver. That's actually, that is a very good call. If they make it a very, very long, sort of, if they make the two of them closer, a bit like what they did with Tracy and Oliver. Mm -hmm. If they bring the two of them together over a long period of time, I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Why have we got a granddad now, Mummy? <laughs> Lee's Lee I don't say Lee. Could you is wheel so nice. our stepdad over to the <laughs> Lee be like, Hey, Oliver, how's your back? Do you want me to manipulate yeah. it a little bit? Oh sorry, you're having sex with my ex girlfriend. Uh great, that's fine, that's I can great. join I love in. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a great call, Lucy. I just actually. think she needs a dad. I- I think that's what she's yeah. been looking for. Yeah, and I think right. Paul Lee was an absolute transitional object. He was the equivalent of a teddy bear. And also, he well, he she needed a protector, didn't she? Yeah, and she needed and she somebody needed also comfort. that was right, not, a teddy bear. not challenging to her at all. You know, but So she could still stay in control of her own life. Yeah, yeah. And make yeah, all and the he, decisions. She just got caught up in the machinery, sadly. Oh, I just... When Lee was said that to Henry... I just fell in love with him mm. all over again. Mm. I'm not sure actually if I've ever been in love with him, but okay. you know, I just thought you're such a great guy, mm. and yep. I don't care if you have to shut your eyes and pretend he's Alistair when you have sex with him. He's worth having in your life. Yeah, love. Yeah. <sighs> Poor old Lee. Yeah. Love him. Um. Right. I'm recording off a mobile connection today, chaps. Yeah, I, I don't. You, you don't sound at all stressed and panicking about it, Lucy. <laughs> Do I really? No, I'm joking. Oh, but I, I know I know you're anxious about it. <laughs> but, um, Lucy, from my point of view, it hasn't really dropped out yet. Okay. Uh, I just want to... We might have to rattle through this this, this yeah. week, chat. All right, then. But, we go, yeah, but I'm going go. to be good for Monday because they're sending me out a thing. I don't know what it is. It's a thing a called a hybrid something. Oh, yeah. And it enables me to Is it be, half English, half better. Welsh? Yes, probably. Mm-hmm. A cluter or something. Um, a so... I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's coming on Monday and it's going to make my life better until they sort out my internet connection, apparently. So there we are. So I should be good for the Halloween Patreon on Monday. Oh, yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Um, Can I just quickly um, adjunct to my Alistair and Rob thing? Mm. Uh, Alistair, weird. Alistair and Helen. Actually, Denise is coming back. Oh! Yeah. Oh, goody. Goody, goody, goody. Okay. Um, Okay. Rattle through. Right. 
So. Ah. Joanne, who's really clever, mm-hmm. has, find, has found Ardil pronouncing his own name. She said, oh, wow. I think he probably counts as the final word on that subject. <laughs> Although his sister also pronounced it a lot this yes. week. No matter how common or uncommon his pronunciation, it's his name. And the way he says it <laughs> is how his name is pronounced. True. So he true. says it, Ardil Shah. <laughs> and his sister also says Ardil. 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 Um, ah. Mind you, she says, most of the discussions about this on Facebook and podcasts lately has totally gone over my head. I realised years ago that my American ears absolutely can't tell if someone with a British accent is pronouncing an R or not. I must have oh. listened to half a dozen Amelia Peabody audiobooks, in each of which the narrator mentioned <laughs> Lord Carnarvon before I saw an American documentary about t- uh, Toot's tomb and realised there's actually an R in Carnarvon. So if there's any discussion about whether it should be pronounced as R- Adil or Ardil, I for one won't even realise there's a difference between those two words. But when Ian says Adil, he's only showing how adil-brained he is. Yes, I think oh, putting good. a Belfast accent or whatever it is through that. Um, I like to pronounce it Ardell. 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 Um, uh, Red Agnes uh, has been reading South Riding by Winifred Holtby. Uh, and she's been listening to it as an audiobook, And uh, it was Linda Snell reading it. Oh, and she said she does a great wonderful. job of the long-winded socialist diatribe at the end, despite me rubbing my ears with cognitive dissonance. <laughs> it's not in the least bit, Linda. Imagine my <laughs> surprise when I downloaded. <laughs> I can imagine, Red Agnes, I frequently download things and think, oh, it's so-and-so, and it completely takes... In fact, it's usually Adam. Andrew Wincott oh, yeah. does quite a few. Um, right. Uh, Charlotte Morgan... Uh, has said she has a plot prediction lee will drive off into the californian or maybe weatherfieldian sunset (laughs) stopping only for a large big mac meal with full fat coke on the way he'll feel bad about leaving henry and jack but relieved that he'll no longer have to pretend to like borsetshire blue and organic quinoa we'll have a few weeks of enduring helen's strong independent woman act then there'll be a crisis probably triggered by henry going off the rails and refusing to put his gym jams on at 9 (laughs) p.m (laughs) <laughs> Helen and the boys will then move back into Bridge Farm. Kirsty won't want to move back into her house due to the Philip Moss associations. Step forward then, Emma, Ed and Kira, who will finally get to realise Emma's dream of living on the new housing development. Emma will get the managerial role at the char- uh, Charging Centre Cafe and they will be able to afford to rent Kirsty's house. Eddie, Clary and the ferrets will obviously have to move in with them and Joy's bloke Mick will invite them over for a hot tub party with predict- predictably hilarious consequences. <laughs> That is a good shout, actually. A Emma very well-rounded, get... yeah. thought-out prediction that sounds true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is from Richard Lee, who says uh, he thinks Rob's lying about his illness. The only person he's blackmailed to say he was ill was the doctor. Everybody else is being drawn in. After being baptised and finding Jesus, he will undergo a miracle and be cured. All in a day's <gasps> work for Rob to manipulate people to get Ooh. access to Jack. People are so mistrustful, aren't they, of him? I mean, with, with yes. you know, I wonder why. Yeah, but but uh, no, but that's yeah. because that that is totally feasible. Yeah, I mean, not it blackmailing a doctor, is it? No, it's not believable, really. I suppose. But it's interesting it, it that we're real... so ready to believe that we yeah. we can't believe that it, he's so twisted that we can't believe he would have that had to... anything he says is you know if he says it's raining you'd go and check but you know he'd have had to blindfold Helen on the way to the hospital. Yeah. Wouldn't he? Yeah. Because he would have had to do up a sort of like basement with yeah. hospital equipment. Like Darren Brown used to do when he did those yeah. scary experiments <laughs> where sent people into shock. Anyway, um, this is from Janine who says, all the palaver at Gay Grables and no mention of Roy. What has he been doing and where is he? Yes. I mean, they keep mentioning well, the passing, don't they? Oliver did say, and it's not just me, look what you've done to Roy. And he's we were all so, thinking... He's so annoyed, he's just gone <laughs> quiet. <laughs> yes, I haven't heard from it, him for, for months, actually. <laughs> oh, he's on his sofa. He's shouting from again. the new forest. Um, and as for the disaster at the stables, she says, why were Lillian and Alice talking like this was the stables' first rodeo with fireworks? Surely oh, Saintly Shula me. has had years of bonfire night. Exactly, bonfire night and New Year's Eve experience to have something already in place. <sighs> they were discussing it like it had never happened before, unless Shula had help from above for dealing with fireworks. Well, Lucy, did it? It did annoy me that that story. Well, especially when Alice said, you? "I can't think what we can do, so I'm just not going to do anything." But the I first thought... thing you do is remove them from the immediate 
I mean, I know I they can go mad in the stables and yeah. kick and hurt themselves. And I, yeah. And obviously, it's, I I know that I, I'm not a massive fireworks night fan. but And it is. I know it's really upsetting for pets. But it's mostly only one. It's only one night of the year that you get the really big bangs, isn't it? If you're in I a mean, village, I think it's sort of... It is centered one around one time of the year, whereas in London, it's well, like I said, it goes on from October till. And why can't January. sort of Alice on that night just stay at the stables and sleep with the horses? Yeah, or like yeah, read them bedtime yeah. stories or some what? Like that's the thing. Or phone Shula and say, "How yeah. did you deal with yeah. this?" Yeah, uh, darling, uh, do you know what? I, I, I I'm so sozzled on, on fireworks, I can't ever remember what we do, darling. Because it was weird that Lillian didn't sort of reference yeah. other years. Anyway, I I know I found Mia's fangirling of Alice as well. Yes, bit... she's got oh, a massive crush on her, hasn't she? Massive, yeah. yeah. And Alice was so patronising yeah. to her, and sort of yeah. Well, I'm a lot older than you, Mia, so I don't think that tricking people in this way is. I found Alice a bit sort of school teachery, and Mia a bit. She'd gone mad, basically, in her uh, uh, crush for Alice. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't... And then and then that it all sort of was like, actually, do you know what? The bull are actually going to fork out another grand. We're going to cancel the fireworks we've already bought. We're going to buy some... I just... It was yeah. annoying. It was yes. a bit too um, happy ending, wasn't it? And it, it was that, so preachy. But that exchange, so. that was just bizarre. I have to say, I, I know. And they'd like you to be on the committee, darling. I was like, what? the committee isn't, what is that? Do you mean just you and Jolene and Genji? Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's a committee. Weird. It's three people talking in a pub, isn't it? <laughs> it's oh. just someone who lays a bonfire and someone yeah. else who buys the But it was, it was straight, it was, and we're not going to lay the kindling until the day before to prevent small animals being... And I yes. know every year we have the hedgehog message. Yes. Every year. For God's sake. It, this... No, and it's right. It totally I, has to be... I... That is, has to be done on the day before because it is so yes. so awful for wildlife yes. if it's there for days. Yes. But I, we, I think we could... all know that from the 1980s, don't we? <sighs> yes, we also know not to for climb up electricity films. pylons. And... and we know not Go to fishing. touch sparklers without gloves on. Yes. Or go too near a bonfire. Which is hilarious but because you when you go what? to Europe, they're light I've seen people lighting fireworks in the street with the end of their cigarette. <laughs> and you know, it's we're like, Oh my god, we're all going to die and all the Belgian people are like, What? It's fine and I go back and kick the fireworks, you know, and everything and we've been so inculcated into this we're all you could you could blow your own head off if you even look at a firework. Oh, um I, I cannot weird, tell you I how much I hated this week. Oh, Lucy, no. I Come on, hated Lucy. It. I, partly because I was hoping it was going to be a, a witty little respite from the, the hell of moving house. Um, turns out it was like being lectured by a 17-year-old doing an A-level no, drama think, project. Uh, well, Lucy, I think the um, the fireworks stuff was... It, well, it just... It, it, Heavy-handed is the word. A bit... It was a bit heavy-handed, but mm. okay. I guess it's the BBC, and we're coming up to November the fifth, so it's a good message. And lots of councils—I mean, our council, for eco reasons—they claim, although I think it's just cheaper. They're, they're not money. doing uh, fireworks; they're doing a laser show. Ooh, so I'm not going, Lucy. No, I'm not going. No, I'm just not. I can Nobody see lasers goes. on my Woo! telly. At a laser, do they? No, it's a bit no. sad. But they they claim. However, anyway, if you got in the it's... way of it, you could have corrective eye surgery, which would be quite useful. <laughs> <laughs> or time travel. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. According to the latest podcast I'm listening to, which is amazing. Amazing. K63. Have you listened to K63? No, but I will. Is it good? Absolutely. It download it immediately. Okay. It's a thriller. Okay. Um, but. Oh, is it drama? Yes. Drama. Yes, uh, brilliant. Okay. It's a thriller. All right. Um. But no, anyway, so I think there is a trend. There's obviously a trend this year, isn't there, for more eco-friendly um, uh, fireworks nights, which is as it should be, I suppose. Mm. But it's a bit of a shame not to smell the fireworks, yes. Lucy, not to hear the pops yes. and the bangs, yes. not to see a Catherine wheel yes. being not disappointing. To see a, a toddler crying hysterically, being led away by his parents <laughs> because it doesn't like it, actually. Not to see parents fraught when their children are holding sparklers. Yes. It'll be or a shame. Or queuing up for a, be pay for a beef burger that costs £8.20. <laughs> because you're a captive 
horrible plastic light things yes. that cost 10 quid. They're horrible. And the, and the battery plastic dies tat. on the way home. <laughs> All of that. It will be such a shame. Father's shouting, will you stop waving those things around the back of the car? And they're trying to drive back. <laughs> Not being able to park outside your own street because everybody's parked there and then meanders down the hill. And and not being able to ruin your shoes in the mud. Yeah. It's a a terrible shame. Uh, But obviously for the sake of the hedgehogs, it's great. Yes. So well done, Bull Committee, Lucy. Um, Just a brief, uh, if you do have, now I'm doing public public information (laughs) warning. Um, Now I had to interview a woman about uh, keeping pets safe in fireworks last year. Uh, for something oh, that right. I, write, I write for the Pet Pan newsletter. The Archers? No. And um, I'd be slightly better at my plot predictions if I actually wrote for the Archers sometimes. <laughs> uh, and although at the moment no one seems to know what's going on, so maybe not. But anyway, um, she said that one of the things you could do if you do have a dog that is gets really upset by fireworks, if you point a fan, you get a fa- like a normal fan that you'd have in your room, an aircon fan. Yeah. Um, and you point it into the corner of the room the air hits the corner of the room, bounces back, and it sort of distorts the sound waves slightly. So it's not as acute for the dog. And it's what they do oh. at kennels in when they have kennels in, you know, dog pounds in America. Um, they use that system. You point a fan and the fan sort of distorts the, fan the blo- sound. The a fan bit. blows the air into the corner of the room and then bounces back. And it kind of, the fan distorts the, the noise of the fireworks, which... Wow. The way, the way, the sound wave, it distorts the sound waves, basically. God, you're like an episode of Tomorrow's World. No, I'm really Sounds not, incredible. because anybody that knows anything about science is sitting there going, no, that's wrong. But anyway. <laughs> Lucy, how does the sound travel down the it's waves through of the fan? magic and pixies. Anyway, <laughs> let's go on to Robin Winning, who does know what she's talking about. Um... She said, uh, she said she is, she apologises for writing long, boring emails explaining why something on the arches is inaccurate and how it would have been handled, at least under the laws of California. Through my efforts, I think listeners have come to appreciate how much fun I must be at parties, she says. <laughs> <laughs> um, she cannot understand what the hell has been happening at Gay Grables. She said it just no. could not go sideways this rapidly. Um, contractor licensing, regulatory review, insurance construction completion bonds everything she said it's just nonsense um so she's decided she said one of those things could go wrong but not all of them and at once and overnight uh so she said uh what she's going to do in the future is she's going to assume a zen pose and loudly chant om every time she downloads the podcast and she said and if oliver has even a single brain cell left which i'm beginning to doubt he needs to get on the phone with his solicitor before lifting a finger to save that flaming pile of macguffins she says yes it is funny isn't it because it, there is it, a marked lack of legal you know well, we do assume on, isn't there it's strange that there's only two people in charge of the whole yes, yes, hotel. Yeah. When apparently there are owners and yes. um, investors. Yes. And, I like to think uh, that the owners are like the Barclay Project brothers, manager. Just just, just sitting there. Well, that's what Ardil was, the, the project manager, wasn't he? He was supposed to be both. But he was the everything guy, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the everything. Which, you see, never have an everything guy. You need different guys <laughs> for different things. <laughs> oh. um, uh, ah, ha-ha. Steve Barry is agreeing with me. He says, regarding Bridge Farm matriarchs, Pat and Helen are, in my exceptionally humble opinion, architects of the worlds they find themselves in. Exactly. Rob aside, both of them generally infantilise the men of the family and all of the other men they ever meet and then complain bitterly when they don't act as adults and show huge surprise when the ones, such as Lee, eventually have had enough and bite back. Yeah. Uh... Yes, uh, and he also said um, that you would talk. I think we were talking about um, physiotherapist uniforms. Oh, and yeah. Lee in his oh, yeah. tight polo shirt. Uh, he said he works alongside many of them. And he says, generally, <laughs> all, the uniforms of almost all healthcare professionals are only attractive when viewed on Carry On Nurse. <laughs> it's not really real. Um, now, I was right about something else this week. Because I congratulated myself on the way Mm. down the motorway. And now I can't remember what it was. Oh, Lucy. um, Ian? No. It was somebody Um, saying something and we said... Oh, uh, Oliver having to sell sell Grange Farm. No. It was was somebody doing a volta fast about something and we said, Aha, 
that's Linda? Right. No, I can't remember. Anyway, I shouldn't show off. I can't remember. Oh, Lucy, that's annoying. I know. Did uh, you not have time to write notes on your way down to the motorway? No. Before you unpacked your whole house? Because I was sitting in a footwell full of cat piss, that's why. Um... <laughs> Uh, oh, God. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, poor, poor. Yes, she shut herself before oh. we left Essex. Anyway, um, oh, this is Ed Price who said, this is about Helen and uh, and Helen, gays and kids, he's called it. Okay. If ever someone needs therapy, it's Helen and she's refusing family therapy. I think she said that to Kirsty. Mm. Paul Lee is better off out of it, even though he's been treated appallingly. Second, Adam and Ian's rather random storyline about Ian's internalised homophobia this week. Aside from it seemingly coming out of nowhere, Ian's feelings are something I really identify with. I'm incredibly lucky. I've got a great group of LGBTQ plus friends. We live in Margate, which is really welcoming and has a big queer community. And I don't have reactions from anyone when I came out just over 20 years ago. I've been able to get married. I'm comfortably out at work and my social life has uh, and yet both me. Yet in my, sorry, in my work and my social life. And yet both me and my husband are always hesitant to show affection in public. We've talked a few times to people about how we are so used to checking a room when we walk into it to see if it feels like a safe space. And invariably it is, but it's the fear of whether someone is going to react badly. And this is all internalised homophobia based on growing up in the 80s and 90s with the spectre of Section 28, AIDS and HIV, being part of a church-going family and a general current of homophobia in Mm. society. While things have improved greatly, particularly with gay marriage and more representation in the media, at times I still worry that big sections of society only tolerate homosexuality as opposed to accepting it and that we can't take our rights for granted. Just look at Don't Say Gay in Florida and even the Home Secretary uh, singling out people claiming to be gay as a reason to refuse asylum. Mm. Apparently people claiming persecution for being Christian is a similar issue. But of course she wouldn't raise that as a potential problem because being Christian is something that that Middle England is more likely to identify with. And now my parents are standing up for gay rights in their church. Love them. Me too. As a new vicar is fighting against the church's progressive stance on gay partnerships. Although she's a lady vicar. And I'm so tempted to point out to her that the Bible says women should be silent in church. So she should sit down, (laughs) keep quiet and the men folk work it out. Um, He said, uh, uh, Ian's reaction today. She said, so I totally react. I totally relate to Ian's reaction, although I'm trying to get better at it. I have found that I know it sort of did come out of nowhere, but it but it didn't really because I I because actually suddenly for Adam and Ian there's another gay couple in the village and that must be a bit of a turn up for the books for them because for ages they've been the only gay people in the village haven't yeah, they Yeah yeah So I so I think that probably was and to see them to see Stella and um Pip openly display their love must have been a bit of a eyebrow raiser for for Ian in particular. So I did, so it did sort of feel like it came out of the blue, but then, but it definitely wasn't. And I found that really touching actually. Mm. About I found it so because often with Adam and Ian, you don't hear they're never very. I don't know. This you never hear about their personal life really. No, I mean obviously no. you hear about Xander and the work yeah. and. But you never hear about their relationship. And yeah. I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That and also that Adam because Adam is very com- he's very has a lot of self confidence, mm. doesn't he? And even though he's got a bit of, you know, hidden away vulnerability mm. about his childhood, but but it was quite interesting to hear that because he'd always been accepted. Yeah. You know, didn't yeah. matter. Because and because exactly for both of them, they grew up in the seventies yeah. and eighties, didn't yeah. they? When Yeah. I, I mean, my I best friend at school touching. was was gay, and I knew it, although he didn't actively tell me. I just knew in that way that you do you do yeah. know with somebody that you're close to, and it was sort of unspoken, and it was absolutely horrendous to see the way that he was treated. And the, um, I mean, he wasn't out at school, but you know. <laughs> Well, kids pick on somebody yeah, that they and, think is different yeah, to them. It- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And, I mean, my children are horrified when I tell them about what what he went through. Well, I think for this generation, which is brilliant, and they should be blooming horrified. And it's yeah, it's 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 such a huge cosmic leap that they don't even think about it now. Or it's kind of a combination of not thinking about it and also being hyper aware of it and saying to somebody, "Is that okay?" I mean, are you you know? It, well, also, I guess they don't this, assume the, anything, which is no. just magic. But also, for the for the hopefully anyway for this next, you know, our, the young mm. generation, it's not like you're gay or, or you're not gay. Mm. It's so much more yes. blurred yeah. than that and yeah. interesting. Yeah. And yeah. so, it, so it, so it's. The, well, they don't know what the they are, Harriet. They're everything. <laughs> but you know, like if you're the straight, if you're super yeah. straight. But yeah. you're the minority now, yeah. really, I guess, because yeah. yeah. it's not very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's probably London. I'm not sure how that yes, okay. plays out yes. outside yeah. of big cities. You're um, right. That's probably quite a... In, in a, in a in... London or Brighton yes. or Margate. <laughs> or Margate. You're fine. Anywhere else? <laughs> Manchester? Yeah, also good, I think. Yes. Um, but I'd hate, I couldn't, I can't bear the fact that, like, you know, any anyone in this day and age wouldn't be able to hold their partner's yeah, hand. Yeah, it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah, when yeah. I mean, I can see like for very. I remember when <laughs> going to a restaurant with my grandpa about ten years ago before he died, and um, the restaurateur who we knew was gay, and <laughs> he very open. I mean, could only be yeah gay, and and. And held Grandpa's hand and walked him into the restaurant. I could see my Grandpa sort of like tensing up. <laughs> Get off! <laughs> but you know, like that's the thing. It should only be a problem for the person who has a problem with it. It should. It's so sad to think that someone wouldn't be able to express that. Mind you, I ne- I can't bear a PDA. No, 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 no. God, if Rufus tries to get to hold my hand in public, <laughs> I'll immediately grab. You wouldn't even let him hold your hand. Well, it depends what sort of mood I'm okay. in. Jeff has <laughs> to hold my nice hand I'm to stop feeling. me going in, wandering into traffic. So <laughs> he says <laughs> on the ground, "Snog, whatever, whatever hit, hit, you know, whatever hits us will hit him first, and it will probably be all right. It'll just bounce off." But you won't. But I mean, it's it's also to do with being in a new relationship or not, isn't it? Yeah, You're in a yeah. New relationship, yeah. you can't keep your hands off each other. No, exactly. That wears off after a while. Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> No, I found it really sweet, the adamant. Not sweet, just moving. Yeah. And interesting and a really a different insight into their relationship. Yes. Which was yeah. made me warm to them both. Yeah. Yes. Adam was certainly less annoying. And compared yeah. with the way that Helen was behaving at the at the bowling, they came like they became like rare and refreshing fruit, both of them. They were they were they were so Weren't normal they? and relaxed. Yeah. And she was God, my my Oh, even I was like grinding my own teeth, grinding my teeth. I mean, you can't grind someone else's teeth, but unless you're a dentist. But, um, you know, uh, the tension that I was picking up from Helen was unbelievable. I actually unclenched my fingers. I mean, if I was Adam and Ian, we didn't hear them having a bitch about her afterwards going, how awkward was that? Yeah. So rude. I don't know why she came. I just do not know why she came. No, exactly. That was awful. We've had to pay for babysitter. Yeah, exactly. And then Ian was so forgiving with her. I... I was surprised, actually. I mean, I know he's has to. He's her friend, so he needs to. But I just thought, God, I think I'd have given her a bit more stick for being so rude. Yeah. On that bowling yes, night, I would, because it, it. Yeah, and it was absolutely. It was rude. Yeah. yeah. And I hate that. If you don't want to be somewhere, you make an excuse, you leave, and you 
take it home. Just say, don't guys, I'm so in. sorry. I've got a bit of a headache. Yeah. I'm going to head off. But, you know, you, yeah. you stay and enjoy the night. Yeah. You're just showing off, Lee. Just showing off because you're better at bowls than me. <laughs> oh, God, she was so annoying. She was awful. Poor old Lee. Um, <clears throat> this is more um, more of the gaze from Hannah Riley, who's now describing herself as our North Face correspondent. Um, but who's not Hannah Riley? She's not Hannah Riley, yes. Um, of Barrow. She says, uh, Pip and Stella's fast-moving relationship is not out of the ordinary. Gays move fast. My sister, also <laughs> a gay, ended up moving in with her now wife a month after they met. My God. Oh, so did I with Rufus, to be fair, because he had a flat. Okay. Well, yes. Well, that was just opportunism, wasn't it? Um, and then you refused to let him touch you for the next three years. Uh, Hannah says, what is news to me is the fact that picnics appear to be the pinnacle of lesbian culture. Pitt must be burning a huge hole in the profits of the farm shop with all their fancy lunch breaks. I have a feeling the scriptwriters are inventing a whole new trope all by themselves, maybe as an extension of the north-faced brand of lesbianism. And an assumption has been made that not only are lesbians outdoorsy, we must also eat every meal al fresco too. I'm pleased that Pip and Stella are publicly affectionate already, and it does seem like Pip is being pretty well adjusted. But I wanted to mention the conversation between Adam and Ian, because although I usually find them both deeply boring, I thought their hand-holding chat was really, really good. It's such yeah. an important thing to hear the characters discussing because so many of us queers can relate to it and it is almost always overlooked by straight people. My girlfriend wouldn't mind me saying that she's more hesitant to hold my hand in public than I am. But even so, whenever I visit home or I'm in an unfamiliar environment, we both hold back the PDA. We've had a couple of nasty experiences and were once followed by a man who would not stop harassing us. Oh, Other people horrible. had to intervene to make him go away. But it's often the lower level prejudice that isn't talked about. Whenever we hold hands, we can literally see people clocking us and staring for that little bit too long. Or if someone asks, do you have a boyfriend? There is a millisecond of fear as you await a response because you never really know how people are going to react. The question alone shows that the person asking has an assumption of what a couple looks like. A final thought. I'd actually forgotten that Jacob existed until he popped up again this week. These budget cuts yep. are really showing, aren't they? I wonder how many <laughs> characters we will completely forget about until they rear their heads once more. I know we heard from Alice this week, but how long has it been since Chris was around? Hannah, you're right. I was thinking that very, very thing. Hannah what, sent us a lovely picture Chris? of her in her swimming cosy on holiday. She's on holiday at the moment. Oh, With... Because she wanted to show she was wearing she she's got a lovely swimming costume I really like it but I won't don't worry Hannah I won't post this publicly can you send it to me so I can see how nice the swimming costume is yes it has I got, love a lovely swimming costume it's got dolphins on it um oh. but uh she's got she's got a North Face bum bag she wanted to to send it <laughs> to us to prove that she is an I've North got Face a North Face bum bag too have you yeah but actually it's the wrong color oh. it's red. Um, yeah, I bought it. I bought it for skiing. It had um, I found it a bit bulky, actually, but it's terribly useful if you're on a hike or something. Mm, like you are on a hike. But do you know, North Face is super trendy with young people again. There's a bit of a craze. Yes. For it. I mean, again, it might be a London thing, mm. but I think it's become a very cool. Well, it's always been cool, I suppose, hasn't it? But I think amongst the youth of certain areas of mm. London, it's pretty, pretty fashion again. Mm. Um, I wouldn't know. Uh, this is uh, from Ellen Hughes uh, about Helen. Can I just, does Hannah swim with the bum bag on? No. Out of interest. No. Okay. Just wondered if it was waterproof. That would I be don't useful, know. wouldn't it? it? Um, uh, she says, the Helen and Lee storyline has made me so angry. I am very unlike Helen in many ways, thankfully for all those around me, I imagine. But I can empathise with her instinct to draw into herself when things are hard. She feels safest when she's totally self-contained, not relying or being relied on by anyone and pushes everyone away when the prone gets tough. However, as I have had to learn in my own life, this is not a sustainable way to live, especially when you have children. And even more so, I imagine, when those children have a history of early trauma. I am so angry with her for not trying to explore therapy or other options with Lee and with the writers for not taking the opportunity to provide a public service on the benefits of therapy. Oh, God, we've had enough public service this week, Ellen. I cannot stand anymore. <laughs> of course, she should not stay with Lee if not happy, just for the sake of the boys. But after encouraging them to build a strong relationship with a stable father figure over the last four years, she now has a responsibility to properly explore all options for the relationship before ending it so suddenly. I realise her selfishness is her method of self-protection, but she's such a miserable cow and so consumed by her own internal world that it is infuriating to listen to. She clearly loves the boys deeply, but I can't seem to realistically weigh the cost. But she can't seem to realistically weigh the cost of her actions on them. I fear all this will be the cause of so much more heartache for them both. 
Speaking yeah. of Henry, she said she's been reading The Lost Family by Libby Copeland about the many and often surprising consequences of the explosion of at-home DNA testing, including the ability of donor-conceived children to identify their biological fathers through genealogical research. Given Henry's experience with the father figures in his life, Rob being an arsehole and Lee being pushed out, probably leading to Henry feeling abandoned, even if it's not Lee's fault. As well as his relationship with Helen, which seems likely to deteriorate as he gets older, searching for his biological father might be a logical place for him to seek out connection. Oh, that's, that is an interesting... Mm. <gasps> what if his biological father ends up being Lee? Because oh, Lee was a donor a few years yeah. ago. Um, uh, no, yes, you... I agree re-everything about Helen, mm. but I think it, the scriptwriters probably just didn't have a choice, did they? No. I think they just had to... Yeah. to, to Push him out. Um, let Lee go... Mm. And that uh, was all they could do. She also agrees with you. She said she went to Durham in the early noughties and can confirm lots of strident pashminas. Perhaps not the best place for Brad. And jangly bracelets. Oh, a strident pashmina. <laughs> last week was last week's was called oh what was it squalid gazebo. So this week's can be strident pashmina. <laughs> strident pashmina. <laughs> Thanks. Anne. I mean, there's definitely a voice for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. We just called them the Yars. I assume right. that other yeah. people, there were other Yars. That, I yeah. assume that was a sort of uni name for yeah. the um, people who'd found themselves in India and stuff like that. Yeah. But India. yeah, they were called the Yars. Um, Michael Gorman says, uh, I think that Helen and Lee will eventually get together again, but not until he finds someone else and she becomes jealous and possessive. Mm, Perhaps Ian... Be... Sorry. Sorry. No, go on. Perhaps Ian calls the chap Adel, because he doesn't call his partner Ardem. Did I hear the sister call the Ambridge, <laughs> the Ambridge Houdini? <laughs> He's back now. He's reappeared. Adil. In the real world, Oliver would be off his chump to let Ardel come back. But as this is the magical kingdom of Borsetshire, Ardil will save the day and the sun will shine on gay grables again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And in a way, I know it's a bit, you know, yeah, it's let's a do bit the show sort right of all, here. Yeah. but I don't. I'd rather that than it was a bad ending for yes. them all. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't mind if it's a bit like, oh, actually, it's because <laughs> all that's happened is Ardell's gone away for a weekend. Yeah. Thought he won't come back. His sister spoke to Linda. Oh, I know what it Linda. was. I've remembered what we were right about. Oh, yeah. We yeah. said that somebody was going to say, ever since his wife died, he, ever since his fiance died, he's just thrown himself into work. And she actually said that word for word. Yes. 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 But then there was a, a bit on Twitter because I actually went on. I realised I've got a, um, the X app on my iPad. So ah. I can easily access Twitter again, which is oh. quite exciting. Mm. Um, but there was a thing you know, you on Twitter. You can just go through I saw, it. Through mm, I can't, though, because I deleted the app so that I would never go on it again. No, but you could go through the... You could just I go know, onto I know, Lucy, but it was almost like it was a sign that I oh, had I to see. go on it. Yes, okay. I'm trying not to go. I don't want to go no, on it. I don't no. want to be part of it again. There's no. too much social media in my life yeah. as it is. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, and sorry. there was a thing saying some, he definitely, well, according to, I can't remember who it was. I'm so sorry. But he said, you know, when he was, who was he telling? I couldn't remember. Who is he telling about his fiance slash wife's oh. accident? Because I thought it was Linda. And then I was surprised no, when Linda it was, didn't know. Oh, God. Because, yeah, he said, Who I had somebody it? and they died. Yes. And it was something to do with the car. Wasn't it Will? Because they were talking about bereavement. Do you think it was? I, t I feel like it was a woman he was telling. Lillian? I, t I, I think it was Lillian. Or... Anyway, someone will tell us. I cannot remember. No, it was Lillian. It was. Because she said, yeah. oh, darling. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Lillian, and I can't remember the reason for it. But anywho, um, somebody on Twitter said he definitely said wife. But then yes, I sister thought he said, said. Yeah, wife. Yeah. sister said fiance, so is there a bit of a story there? Or is it just a mistake? Or is it, does it just because he considered he say her partner? his wife? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh. But anyway, it, um, it's a, it's, it was a bit strange, wasn't it? Because he just went off. Stayed with his sister for a bit. Linda yeah. phoned him and said, it's okay to come home, darling. And then he was like, oh, thanks. I came home. Hiya. <laughs> I'm back. Hiya. I'm back now. Linda says it's okay. And Umbridge is my home. So I can yes. come back. What was that guff? 
Ambridge is your home. I know. It's, no, we it isn't. Home. You're staying in a B&B. Yes. And also, <laughs> we don't actually know where he bloody lives because he just <laughs> seems to trundle around the UK <laughs> cocking up projects and then running <laughs> off to the next one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no way I'd let him back on that project. No, me neither. You would just call the... <laughs> Surely someone would just provide you with... Somebody to take it over. Yes. With you. Anyway, yes, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's good yeah. he's back. I love his sister. I really like her. I hope she's going to stick around. Yes. And all is good. Should we do what the hell is happening here? Let's. What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening? <laughs> so this is last week's. All right. That does it. I'm not going to stand here and be insulted. Well, go then! I will! And before you get another penny out of me... So who was that? And before you get another penny out of me... Oh, Rachel. Yeah, Yeah, that was lovely, Rachel. Vicky. Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. Vicky. And what was she cross at that about? Do you remember? No. No. Nobody knew this week. Oh, right. Apart from James Everett himself. It was... How does James know, except by listening to, like... More than the whole episode. Because I think or maybe James is he one just of listens to what I think yes. James is one of the writers. In I think disguise. you're right, Lucy. Mm. I think you is right mm. there. Mm. And has been for yeah. the last twenty five years, yeah. even though he's yeah. barely twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. It was Vicky was investing in some calves. She was uh she'd asked oh, yes. uh, Ed to raise them for her. Uh Vicky wanted to raise them for veal. Uh Vicky said that she would um, pay for any costs to keep them. Then she yeah. found that she couldn't get any market for veal and uh, um. that the calves would be sent to slaughter. And she was really angry in a very Vicky way because A, her plan hadn't worked and B, the calves were going to be killed. But why would she be angry with Ed? It's not Ed's fault if he if she couldn't sell them. I think she'd sort of persuaded him into it and he'd said, this isn't going to work, but she right. insisted. Um so and because oh. of because of Mike's relationship with the family and everything, with the Grundies, he, they sort, oh. she sort of he sort of Ed grudgingly gave in and and then shouldn't have done. Really. Right, I do vaguely remember her bring trying to bring up some animals because mm. I remember um, her being aghast when because she, she fell in love with the calves and then she said to Ed, "What's happening to these ones?" And he said, "Oh, they'll be taken to slaughter," and she was really horrified and it was kind of like a, a um a thing of the townies version you know the townie the townie horror well, they're going to be killed practices. anyway for veal yes but they really they're raised for veal mm. okay yes right so this is this week's um okay well that was cool great to hear vicky yes one young man hadn't thought to bring a spare pair of trousers so i'm afraid he'll be gently steaming all through his chinese meal tonight oh dear <laughs> oh. elizabeth What's the matter? I must be seeing things. What things? I could have sworn I saw Rick Turnip running down to the lake as I came by. Yet there he is in the ice rink queue, stumping that little girl's hand. Oh, wow. Who were those people? Was that um, Lewis or somebody? Oh, yes. Oh, thank God for that. I I don't know. Rick Turner. Isn't he one of our listeners, Rick Turner? Yes, what's he, he is. What's he doing running down to the pond? I'm sure I saw him running down in his budgie smugglers <laughs> to jump on the ice rink. And it and was clearly quite spin. chilly. <laughs> I must go and join him. I have some warm clothes I can wrap him in. Uh, yes, Rick Turner is one of our listeners. And what was he doing but I don't, in the Lower Loxley Lake? But yes, I don't know. So obviously she was having a winter wonderland Yeah. at Lower Loxley. Which do they do every year? They do they still do it? They used to do that. The ice skating uh, what, and all that, don't they? Yeah, whatever they called it. And I can't the remember what they called it. Tree top walk and the. Oh yes, I can't yeah. remember what they. The Christmas whatever. The Pargeta world um, of pods or something. <laughs> the Pargeta world of ice hearts, <laughs> cold hearts. Um, but I do not know what this is. I haven't got a clue. I'm so relieved though that you that you recognised it was. Um, I it was, do, I it was Lewis because I, that would have bugged me for weeks. Well, well a week, I think we found out next I week, think it was okay because he definitely used to be a spoke. He had some lines. Yeah, okay, yeah. When Elizabeth took over Lower Loxley, he said, yeah, with Julia. 
Julia yes. Pagetta. Oh, it'd be great to hear Julia again, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be so good, James, if you can find anything with Julia yeah. in. Because she yeah. had an incredible voice. Yes. Um, oh, golly, that's a good one, Lucy. I look forward to hearing all about it. Um, now, I'm supposed to, at this point of the show, I'm supposed to introduce yes. uh, the sketch. Yeah. And I've written it and you've recorded yeah. it. And I've yeah. got absolutely no idea what it is. Me neither. If I remember, if I have to remember one more thing this week, I'm going to forget how to walk. It's just going to start overwriting things. Did you remember to press record? Yes. <laughs> Good. I That's did. all I'm you needed to remember now. this morning. Yeah. So anyway, here's a sketch. What it's about, <laughs> we don't know. But anyway, knock yourselves out. Here it is. And stalks the corridors Welcome to the Uncannily Gullible podcast with me, Danny Robin. This week we visit the small Midlands village of Ambridge where we hear the incredible story of a young woman who finds herself at the heart of an ancient rural intrigue. Is it paranormal or is it bullshit designed to drum up a bit of Halloween interest? Let's find out. We've got Emma Grundy on Zoom to tell us about her experience. Well, Danny, it all started when... Hang on, is this just for the podcast? I thought you were on telly now. Yes, it's for our original podcast, Emma. No need to be shy. I'm not shy. I had my hair done, didn't I? Oh, that's 25 quid I haven't got down the drain. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, oh, thank God for that. I've taken my good bra off. They're up under my chin, but it's like being in a parachute harness. Uh, where were we? I've got no idea. Oh, yeah, the witch in that. Well, my father-in-law told me this story about seeing an unworldly hound in a wood near our farm. You can't believe most of what he says, to be honest. He does it for attention, the silly old sod. But I looked it up, and it was an ancient tale about this witch who died with her hound by her side. I happened to be in the wood looking for a good spot for my husband and I to watch badgers I was going to ring him when I found a good good badger watching spot and then he'd come and find me why did he not come with you Emma well he quite likes coming to find me in his badger watching clothes so I just found a nice hollowed out bit nice and quiet lots of dried leaves and I put the blanket down and the speaker and the massage oil you massage the badgers and why a speaker badgers like Lionel Richie they're known for it. And the massage oil was for my husband. In case he stiffened up after he'd walked to find you. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> anyway, all of a sudden, I heard this noise, like a sort of an earthly groan. And I thought maybe Ed was already there. But I looked over this fallen tree and there was this weird figure. It was a woman, definitely, all in black, standing in a clearing. She looked sort of flickery. But I got a bit of foundation in my contact lens, so it could have been that. And she had this huge, horrible, slobbering thing with her. So again, I thought it was Ed, but it wasn't. There were swirls of smoke coming from around her. I could see them. Blimey, Emma, you must have been terrified. Not really. I've shared a portaloo with Joe Grundy. If you've lived through that, you're pretty robust. What did you do? Well, I challenged her. You challenged a ghost? Well, why not? I said... Whither art thou doing here? I'm doing Macbeth at college and we've just done the witches bit. I like that better than all the, oh look, here comes Essex, go and tell Hampshire and McVitie that Macduff wants him stuff. I hate those bits. Just men wandering about looking for each other. Where was I? Oh yeah, I said, whither art thou doing here? And she said what sounded like, I'll oh, give it a rest, darling, I've got to smoke somewhere. And then she clambered up onto the huge beast and trotted off. When you say huge beast, what kind of size was it? Horse size. Because it was a horse. Probably. What sort of time of night was this, Emma? Night? It was about three o'clock in the afternoon. So basically, you saw a woman on a horse having a cigarette? Thinking about it, yeah. And... I think it was Lillian Bellamy. 
Emma, why did you agree to come on Uncannily Gullible? I told you I'd had my hair done, and I thought it was telly. I'd never have bothered if I'd known it was just a podcast. Who listens to them? Well, thank you, whoever that was. <laughs> it, was it, it was Rick Turner. It was Rick Turner in the lower Loxley Lake. lake. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, strange. Rick, for showing yeah. up and recording that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. We owe you, um, we owe you a pint. Go. Uh, uh, right, now, um, Matt Rodriguez-Payne is in Liverpool this week. Mm-hmm. Yay! And he is... Uh, he's visiting his son and he said uh, if he's very so his son's at Liverpool Uni yes he said if he's very very lucky his son uh, he said he's even promised to see us for one night so that's nice (laughs) god teenagers are horrible we don't live in oh the son said that yes no 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 no. he's not coming to see us for one night no (laughs) so we're not in Liverpool Lucy but you're quite near it now I am quite near it yes yes. you could pop over Mm. Uh, yes uh, so I hope you're having a lovely time, Matt. Now, yeah. he has done a brilliant version of, as it's uh, Halloween. Um, no, we've had that um, oh. He's done, uh, it's, it's rather than da- Danse Macabre, or as Linda would say, Danse Macabre. <laughs> it is instead uh, Danse Macarches, he says. Yes. And... Um, Lucy, before yes. we before we play that, yes. I'm assuming this is the end of the show. Yes, it is the end of the show. And I'm just I'm just um, confirming that there's no competition this week because on Monday we're having yes. Patreon Zoom. Yes. Was was if we I pedal hard rem- enough, I should get a I should get oh, yeah, yeah. some sort of internet connection. So that would be. I'll be super. I'll be loud and clear. Yeah, down right. the line. So don't you worry um, about that. So guys. yes, uh, the link will be going out soon. Okay. Uh, it's eight o'clock uh, UK time on. Yeah. Oh, Halloween. God, I no, not Halloween. Bloody Monday the thirtieth. Back or forwards or whatever. So oh, anyway, God. just double check that. <clears throat> and um, I will be not very fancy dressed because I can't find my real clothes. Never mind fancy dress costume. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll do something. And you'll have a spooky background. We'll ha- yes, I will. I'll get Cooper to dress up as a hound yeah, of hell, right. which is what he's doing at the minute. So that's easy peasy. <laughs> Um, yes, and uh, so the email will come out. If you'd like to join, uh, you need to go onto Patreon and search Ambridge on the Couch, and then you find the link for it. Uh, I'll put it on Twitter as well, uh, and then you can come and have a chat with us in cool. all Thanks, our Halloweeny weeny glory. Um, so, Dance Macabre, do you know the tune? Mm, I probably will when I hear okay. it. Okay, I'm going to play it once through now, and then yep. I will explain it, and then I'll play it again. Oh, okay. Okay, ready? Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> That sounded Sherlock Holmesy. Yes. Well, they use it such a lot for murder programs and mystery it's programs brilliant. and all that. So this is what I really like about this because he gives us the background, and I love a bit of background, as you oh, know. Oh yeah. Um, the jarring violin at the start. Violin is pre- uh, present to represent death. Plays two notes, which form the sound of the tritone, which is musically synonymous with the devil. It was oh. a general no-no to use this sound in music about three hundred and fifty years ago. Wow. Because they could sort wow. of invoke the devil. 
Secondly, death is also represented by the use of the violin, which is also a common programme point. Sorry, I'm a dork and a violinist, so make of that what you will. Isn't that interesting? What does that mean, a programme point? Uh, it's it's mentioned in the in the when they when they do the when they do the write up of the of the when they do the breakdown. Oh, sorry. Out of my window, I can see all the sheep are being herded up by the in the bottom of the valley. All the sheep are being herded up by the sheepdog, oh. and they're just oh. trundling across the field. And I haven't seen that yet. Oh, every window I walk past, I keep having to stop and look at things. Oh, Lucy. Jeff says I'm going to have to turn oh. my desk away from the window. I won't get any work done. I'll just spend the whole time <laughs> gawping. <laughs> to mm. the beauty. Yes. Oh, how lovely. No, you're not a dork, uh, Matt. This is really interesting. And I love the fact that it's, it's you couldn't use it because you might invoke the devil. Yes, I didn't know that. That's really cool. So that, what was that called again? The violin. You know, that, like at the start of the psycho music. Yeah. That was the same thing. Yeah, it was but kind what of What was like it a... called? A tritone or something? Yes, I don't know what that is. Wow. Which plays two notes which form the sound of the tritone. Love that. I love all that symbolism. Yes. Sort of stuff from yes. the old days. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and, the, and the sort of secret symbols. Yes. Secrets. How cool. Yes. And that sounded beautiful, Matt. I assumed that was Matt playing it on his violin. Oh, yes. Maybe it was. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Um, oh, thanks, Matt. Thank yes. you. And... um. Yes, and thank you very much for doing it before you zipped off to Liverpool. Yes, oh and I hope you had a brilliant yes. time. On the Bersey. Yes. And, um, right, we can go now. And I had better go and rescue Jeff, who I think is trying to edit on... on is clock. he herding those sheep? He's, he's chasing the sheep. <laughs> and um, he's trying to edit on a clockwork Wi-Fi system. So Good luck. God. Fingers <laughs> crossed for your router. <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed that all works out. Yes. And I may or may not see you on Monday night then. Yes, you might see. <laughs> I'll you be might there. hear so a voice going, hello, hello, can anyone hear me? Can anyone hear me? There's plenty of people on that Zoom that can lead the charge. So, what I um, might do is do a little... Send me the link. I, don't, I might do a little quiz. And um, if I do and I can't get on it, then I will send you it. So if the worst comes to the worst, you can do the quiz. Um, or James could. I'm not a great quiz master. 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 Task we can't master. ask James. James, James is Why? working. He's working. No, He's but... doing his degree. Well, he can just read out the questions, can't he's he? He's going to fail, and it's our fault, Harriet. <laughs> well, Matt I mean, can he won't them fail, but I mean, he, if he Look, does, I, fail. I'll be I'll be delegating the okay. quiz master oh, on the yes. night. Okay. Yes, yeah. Right. yeah, okay, cool, right, all right, Lucy. So see you then. I will play Hopefully. you out with the uh, Danse Macarches, and um, Matt's coming on the Zoom, so we can. Yay! Yeah, I know he's might be the quiz master. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that doesn't move fast enough might be roped in. And um, actually, no, Jeff can do the... Oh, no, because Jeff's on the same Wi-Fi no, as me. Exactly. Oh, exactly, Lucy. God, I'm such a pillock. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, sorry for the somewhat Cheers, everybody. gabbled show this week. I was just trying to do it before my Wi-Fi stop, ran out. Stop. I, hopefully, the whole oh, show isn't... No, it'll be fine. Yes. It'll be fine. No, it'll take well five done, days Lucy. to Well done, Lucy. Done Okay. Good luck with all your unpacking. Thank you. Love you all, everybody. Bye. See you next week. We'll see you on Monday. Okay. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.